Pro Football Ireland Week 18 of the NFL season. Oh, some clangers Week 18. I have to say, boys, I said this. I got hammered on Jeff Ryan both podcasts. Shout out to Jeff's tour in three weeks, starting in Galway, L-A-N-K. TR.ee slash NFL Ireland. I can literally recite that more than ABCDEFG at the minute. Mark, I got hammered this week for saying that I don't think this is a very exciting week 18. I don't think it is. I think last week was really, really exciting to watch. And I just worry that, yes, we still have something to play for come Sunday night. But I worry that if Pittsburgh win on Saturday night, that there's a little bit taken away from that game in Buffalo. Uh, sorry, in, in Miami when it's Buffalo against Miami. I think if the Steelers lose against the Ravens, there's just much more on the line in terms of you know who's going to win the AFC East. I don't know. It's one of those things. I look at this Miami game and I look at this Buffalo team coming into Miami and I think back to two weeks ago whenever the Dallas Cowboys went to Miami and watch it back, folks, if you can this week. Miami fans have been sort of trodden on all season for the atmosphere or more so the lack of atmosphere that they've given to this team in recent years and there's been a real and mark you know more than you know more than anybody else there's been a real chip on dolphins fans shoulders a lot of people not giving them credit for beating certain teams certain teams certain records they have really had not just this season but down the stretch in the last two to three years really really poor luck when it comes to injuries we've seen bradley chubb for one last week go down and this is a really intriguing situation. Miami are okay, no matter what, they're going to be in the playoffs. But what seed is the big question? And I just feel like it's a lazy narrative saying, well, Baltimore went out and put 50 or whatever up against them last week. And what? It's a new week. Miami put 70 up against Denver. That was how long ago. I I think Miami's going to go out on Sunday night in a packed house. Ma- massive atmosphere, I think, too, it turns it on. And I think Miami win this game comfortably against Buffalo. Am I am I crazy? I don't think it's a lazy narrative the 56-19 lost to the Ravens because when you're talking about players being so psyched up and then they go out and they have another one of these losses. Yeah, we have to give them credit for the Dallas Cowboys game. We know that they got across the line against that one. But it's it's not just the losses. It's like Tariq Hill is dropping touchdowns in that game. Jalen Waddle now is out injured. So it's like, and then you mentioned like they've had bad injury luck. Every team in the AFC is absolutely beat up. No one has a quarterback. At least these two teams do have a quarterback still standing on the field. So it's like, yeah, you can feel sorry for yourself. But like we do hold you to a higher regard. We've talked about that week in, week out with the Miami Dolphins and other teams across the league. That, yeah, like go and win it this week or it's going to continue. It's going to be you gone into the playoffs and you've only beaten the Dallas Cowboys. You now have to play the Bills again at that point. You're going to have to play the Ravens again. You're going to have to play the Chiefs who have all beaten you. The only one that you could say didn't beat you convincingly is a Kansas City team in Germany who first went up 21 to nothing before taking it off the gas and then it led to Tuatonga Vailoa having a chance to win the game until what was it? It was a fumble, wasn't it? Then into the game it was like like, do you remember on the mad snap? And it's like, yeah, because those moments, like, we'll, we'll remove the scoreboard element from it. Those moments of Tyreek Hill dropping touchdown pass against the Baltimore Ravens. Tua Tungalai-Vailoa with the game on the line fumbling the snap to beat the Kansas City Chiefs or to tie up the game. Those are what we're talking about. We're not just talking about the score alone. So it's like, yeah, I feel like it's tough for Miami Dolphins fans, but yeah, like the Dallas Cowboys, we hold you to that higher regard. In terms of the Bills, I think they win this game. 
I think that we've seen them changing. Sorry, Michael, go ahead. No, no, you're gone. You're gone. Oh, I thought you were finished. No, go, no, sorry, I, go no I, I, I see like when they were what, five and five back in week 10 and they fired Ken Dorsey. We're like, well, what's going to go on here? They've gone off now and they've won five out of their last six games. And it was against an intense strength of schedule. And I don't want to harp on about like wins in the past. Like you say, anything can happen on a given week. But they have four straight wins now with a couple of those, including the Cowboys and the Chiefs. They were very tough or they, yeah, tough loss against the Eagles before that. When I look at the team, though, the running game is getting going ever since Ken Dorsey went. And that was a massive thing that we haven't seen in Buffalo for a number of years, really, you could say. The offensive line has been healthy throughout the year. And Josh Allen, when you look at sacks, has taken his sack rate is lower than anyone across the league. He has 21 sacks across the 16 games. That's six fewer than Brock Purdy, seven fewer than the likes of um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's like it's something like 15 or 20 less than Russell Wilson. Like He's not getting touched. But then the problem is the pressure that we saw against New England the last day. He didn't have a passing touchdown against the Blitz. When he was put under pressure, he didn't have a completed pass. So that's the worry. But when you talk about the injuries, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips are out now. They're injured. And we saw that they couldn't get any pressure, the Miami Dolphins against the Ravens there on Sunday. So it's like that has to be a worry. I suppose the other, the, the one circle you have, obviously I've mentioned the pressure uh, being dealt with by Buffalo, is that Stephon Diggs haven't, hasn't had a 50-yard game or a touchdown in the last four weeks. When's he going to break back out again? Uh, we've seen as, as, as well, just going on Mark said, Jason, communication issues in the Bills offense, especially at the start of that game against the Patriots last week, they won the game comfortably in the end up uh potentially uh josh allen has his lowest i haven't got the number on me lowest percentage of air yards completions pass wise michael needs above 10 yards yeah he's way down in that and joe brady i mean i don't know what's your thoughts on this game mr hayes jay hayes very very tough game to call um it's not like they're too powerhouse is playing each other at their peak right now you know it's a great game and I'm looking forward to it but they've all kind of almost stumbled into this week 18 match with the Bills scraping past um, Chargers and the Patriots who are you would have expected them to be a bit more comfortable in those wins uh, and then Miami of course um, getting just walloped by the Ravens last week they definitely both teams have their issues um, you've talked there about the Bills past game struggles if it wasn't for a couple of timely Rasul Douglas interceptions uh, against the Patriots, that could that game could have gone a lot differently. Um, it's funny because it's I remember with, uh, trade deadline day, me and Mark were talking about it, and Rasul Douglas was almost an afterthought kind of name that we threw in there when summarizing today's activities. But he's proven to be very um, influential down the stretch here, so that's a a good player to have on defense from Buffalo's point of view. And Packers would probably be wishing they kept him actually. Um, what Bills lack in the passing game, they're doing well in the rushing game, as Mark said. Josh Allen himself has eight touchdowns in five games, the most in NFL history for a quarterback. His rushing touchdown numbers just blow me away every time I see them in terms of his career. I think he's gone over 50 now, which is just bonkers for a, a quarterback. Dolphins obviously have their issues with the injuries. Uh, Tua himself is dealing with a shoulder injury. Xavier Howard in the secondary is considered week to week with a foot injury, which would imply that he's not playing this week. But 
look, ended on this, that the game just means so much to both these teams. Very legitimate chance that the Bills get knocked out of the playoffs altogether if they can't win. And if Miami loses and they drop out of the two seed playing at home for most of the playoffs and their first matchup is on the road in Arrowhead, then I think they're as, as good as gone as well in, in terms of making a push all the way to a Super Bowl. So this is, it's not your typical um, winning you're in type match, but it's there's a lot on the line for both these teams. Give me that Dolphins-Chiefs game in the playoffs. They're two teams that, you know, could definitely sit down a marker and get a lot of confidence by knocking off one another. Uh, late game Sunday night is Miami against Buffalo. Late game Saturday night, Indianapolis-Houston. Late game Monday night as well, Michigan-Washington for the National Oh, thank God. I was like, wait, what? We have a Monday night football game this week? I was like, no way. Potentially huge game <laughs> because if Michigan win, Jim Harbaugh's going back to the NFL. Huge game. Anyway, more or not in a bit. There's a college podcast already out now. Listen to it. If not, it's out tomorrow morning. Sorry, it is not right at the moment. Right, very quickly, let's look at that Indianapolis Houston game. Mark, um, we've seen in week two what happened with this game. And more so with Indianapolis, they have had a situation where Anthony Richardson, um, Jonathan Taylor, up and down like yo yo's, and yet they have got through the season. We've seen them in the flesh in Germany. They were not good. They've turned it around. But the real problem for them is CJ Stroud's coming back. And CJ Stroud's going to come back with a bang. And Houston have not just got a viable shot of making the playoffs from winning this weekend. I think Houston go far in the playoffs. If my playoff predictor is correct, I think that Houston offense beats the Chiefs in Arrowhead next Sunday. What do you reckon? One and a half point favourites, thanks to 88 Sport, proud sponsors of Pro Football Ireland for that. But I'm kind of surprised by that. But it's when and you talk about Germany, <laughs> and when you talk about Germany, at halftime, we're talking to our friend George Egidor, and he's saying, Oh, yeah, if we can get by this, we're at what was that, five and five at the time? And we're looking good. And I was like, Oh, I don't know about this team. Like, not, not that I don't know about it, I don't rate it at all. But here they are. What a feel-good story. 4-12-1 last year. Does that add up correctly? And then 3-13-1 from the Houston Texans. Have a win and in-game into the playoffs. Way to go them. New year head, or first-year head coaches and all that go along with it. But when we briefly talk about this game, because I don't want to rant and rave like I did in the last one, I think it's going to come down to Gardner Minshew. Uh, his deep balls didn't work when we saw him in Germany, but it is... Yeah, it's all on him. The connections. Obviously, they have... Um, uh, I can't think of the wide receiver back now from injury. Um, I have his face in my head for the calls. Anyway, he's back. Um, and it's he's going to be throwing Gardner Minshew on the seventh best or seventh worst passing defense if he can get going like strange he has been this game year. He is in Indianapolis as well because Houston had the yeah. national championship. Could be a big thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I... I, I, I I would think it's an obvious game to call because I like Houston, but the Colts have been as strange and weird as the rise of the Texans has been, and that was probably the story for me this year. The Colts are winning the games, so and they have that running game as well. They're really able to mix it up with that running game. So, I like I have the Texans doing it, but I think it's all how does Minshew get going in this? Any quick thoughts in this game, Mister Hess? Look, yeah, it's just a tough one to call again. Um, Fifth. 50 50 uh that home being home for the the colts is definitely big in my eyes but 
just yes, yeah, strange to kind of look back on how the season's unfolded. Um, you've got two teams with rookie quarterbacks, rookie head coaches. Obviously, we didn't see as much of Richardson as as we would have liked. Um, but just very impressed by these two teams even being in this position to begin with, and the fan bases should be pleased with that, um, regardless of what happens. I think this could be a sneaky coach of the year match up here. Whichever team wins, uh, might be you might have Steichen uh, claiming that reward um, if the Colts win, obviously, and then Ryan's if the Texans win. So impressed by the job those two guys have done. Um, Steichen in particular, who's done this all with his backup quarterback, and he's seldom had Jonathan Taylor this season. It feels like you know Zach Moss has obviously stepped up and been a uh, huge asset for the Colts. Really tough one to call. Uh, I in, the, in my predictor, I went with Houston. My mind might change again before the, the picks at the weekend. Couple of interesting topics to finish off this week. And Michael we have Pittman. Huh? Michael Pittman, by the way, Michael. Michael Pittman. I have to get Michael that. Sorry, Colts fans. Michael yeah, Pittman, of course, a name that I should be able to remember. But uh, sorry, Colts fans. Colts fans. <laughs> Irish Colts fans. Andy, uh, Andy and his partner. Big shout out to them. We met them in Germany and in the airport at 5 a.m. Those two weeks seem like a long time ago now. A uh, couple of quick ones to finish off. We have a special, special, apparently, Jeff Reinbold show on Monday if Jeff is, is awake in Hawaii on time because he's flying back before Ireland to recap or look back on Black Monday. I've promised Mark James Scahill an earlier record if Billy goes. Um, just one name we think each that could really be affected by this Black Monday. I'm going to be obvious and say Bill Belichick. I think he is done. It's clear that Robert Kraft has not spoke to him since Frankfurt and nobody in the building knows what's going on. I think Bill Belichick will win on Sunday against the Jets in his final game to screw Mr. Kraft even more and then trade up to the number one pick uh, eventually before all that. And this is why this national championship game is so important because if Jim Harbour wins and leaves Michigan as a superstar... I think the Chargers are left in a huge situation. Bill Belichick or Jim Harbin, whole different podcast. But I think I think this is Bill's last game. I think it's a real pity for fans in Ireland and the UK that we cannot watch more than one game at once without having to get yeah, look game pass is great. But this is a huge this is the end of an era if it happens. Also, I think Brian Dable, I'm sorry if you boys have him here, but I think Brian Dable, I think the time's up. I really do. Mark, go for it. I think Matt Eberflus from the Chicago Bears, something's got to give after this year. It looks like they're going to keep Justin Fields around, but it's like, I think you have to go with an offensive mind. I know that obviously Jim Harbaugh used to be the quarterback there. It's like, will you or won't we go to the NFL? Will you or won't you go to the Chicago Bears? I think that you can get a name like that in and you have to go Caleb Williams. Now, that's not to say that Justin Fields has to be moved on. Obviously, we saw the fans in Soldier Field the last day saying that they want to keep Justin Fields around, but like that didn't matter for name a number of players here like even Jimmy Garoppolo was brought in for Tom Brady before that obviously years and years and years ago with Joe Montana and Steve Young Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers Steve Walsh and Troy Aikman like it's not unheard of to have another quarterback in the room that could be potentially the starter that's how the NFL works but Justin Fields look he missed time this year he might have finally broken 3,000 yards for a Chicago Bears quarterback it didn't happen one way or another so I think they have to go in an offensive mind. Again, something has to give. So I think Matt Eberflus has to go out and you have to capitalize on having that first overall draft pick that's going to lure whatever head coach you want into the team, especially after this solid ending to the year that is more highlights than actual substance. 
you mentioned uh, about that Green Bay game as well. I remember years ago when there were Rodgers threw at the Cobb week 18 in Soldier Field. How funny would it be if it happened the other way around? I think Eberfuss going to stay. Just from just from Twitter. I've no, I'm not calling it X. Jason, who have you got, my man? Uh, Arizona related? No? Oh, oh no, God. No. No. Whoa. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Well done last week. Oh, yeah. That was a, a nice shining light and a otherwise glim season. But, yeah, look. Um, I'm going to go with Arthur Smith of the Falcons. Um, I, few reports coming out the last couple of weeks that his job is meant to be safe. Uh, I think that might change now with the way it's finished. I don't think his job should have been safe in the first place. I'm unsure why they're giving him so much uh, leeway with this performance because, to be honest, I think there's probably no team that's been more of a disappointment this year than the Atlanta Falcons. They were 7-10 in 2021, 7-10 in 2022. If they lose on Sunday, it's 7-10 again, and they've had the easiest strength of schedule in the entire league. The division is pathetic. Uh, he's been in charge three years now. The team is showing no signs of progression. He's got weapons. He's got some of the funnest players in the league on his team, like Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, guys that fans want to see performing week in, week out. He's failed to get anything out of them. He's failed to settle on a quarterback. He's been flip-flopping between both his quarterbacks all year. Uh, he can't even make a decision in that regard. I think there's just been an absolute mess of a season, to be honest. Um, and uh, It kind of confuses me that he's seemingly uh, favoured to be staying in the job because uh, I think he's a nothing to warrant that um, based on this year and based on the progression over the whole three-year reign. If you haven't noticed by now, we're going to watch a darts in three minutes because it's the world final as we're recording this tonight. Very quick. I think everything we're saying is just sped up as the yeah. podcast has gone on. We'll listen to this podcast like at 1.5 speed or if you live outside Ireland of Ireland. Uh, Headache for the week, Zamir White. In the last three weeks, he's at 285 yards. Touchdown, but more importantly, 59 carries. The Broncos have been really, really poor against the run. And frankly, the way that they've acted in the last two weeks is an absolute disgrace. I think the I think the Raiders beat the Broncos. I think Zamir White gets at least one touchdown as a headache for Sean Payton. Not that he needed another one come Sunday. Mark, who have you got for a headache? I'm saying the Miami Dolphins, just as a whole, if they ruin the Buffalo Bills party and it's more of a headache that'll bring, be brought into next week because who would you rather see, the Buffalo Bills in the number two seed or if they're getting knocked out, it'll allow the Pittsburgh Steelers who in week 18 have a quarterback controversy because they can't decide between Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett. Like, you can't be bringing that into the playoffs on us. Sorry to say, Mr. Face of... No, no, no. Ireland. No, no. But I, I do, I just, I think that the Buffalo Bills... The Buffalo Bills offer a lot in the playoffs. Like, you know, nothing against Pittsburgh. I, I like them. I'm so glad that they're in Ireland. The defense is obviously good. But I think the Buffalo Bills add so much, especially in the two seed. And then we get a game like the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. I think that there's just, it's, it's sexier to have the Buffalo Bills in. NFL Ireland on TikTok as well. Do check us out. I know, Jason, you're an avid TikTok user. Who's your headache this week? I spoiled my headache at the, I think the first sentence I said on this show when I talked about the 49ers and the Ravens having to decide whether to play or sit their starters. Um, that's my headache. I was going to get clever with it. But yeah, regardless of the decision <laughs> John Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan make, it'll be questioned if it goes wrong. Uh, so they'll, they'll have a headache trying to figure that one out this week. 
It's a huge weekend of football. We've got week 18 on Saturday night with two games, a full slate of games on Sunday. Enjoy it. It does not happen again for nine months. The final red zone of the year. Thanks to everyone who liked that TikTok reel, keeping us going for the next year. Really appreciate that, folks. And the national championship game, Michigan against Washington on Monday night in Houston. All that content. We've got a podcast building up to that game as well. A big, I want to give a big shout out to the whole college team, Dara. Calling the lads for getting us through this season. It's been a fantastic season. And a shout out to them, Ireland's only college football podcast. We're not done yet, boys. I can't give you a shout out and thank you yet. We've got a few more weeks to go yet, but we'll be back for wild card weekend as we make a 180 turn for the darts. It's not super wild card weekend. I'm not calling it super. Thanks to 888. Chat these next week, folks.